0: Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas at Care. My name is Candice Gish. Well, if this is your very first time tuning into the Divas at Care, a huge welcome. The Divas at Care is now in its 12th season, and we are listened to in over 30 countries around the world. So we're so excited about our program, and we're so excited that you've joined us today. I'm very excited, everyone. We're going to be welcoming a brand new diva to our family, Paula Ruan, and I am so excited to have her. She is absolutely extraordinary. I, I had an opportunity to go through her website here, and, uh, and I was really excited because she talks about symptoms of stress, and I know that People from anywhere in the world, I think this is going to be a really great topic for us to talk about today. So welcome to the program, Paula. I'm so excited to have you today. Oh,
1: thank you, Candice. It's really, really wonderful to be with you. We have a bank holiday here in the u k so I feel oh. really unstressed to have this
0: call. <laughs> I love that. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, Paula. I love your name. That's actually my middle name. So when I hear people that have that name, I'm like, oh, that is so cool because you don't hear it that much. No, you don't. You don't. Well, that's something else we've got in common. (laughs) Yes, it is. So, Paula, one of the things that I always ask our, our amazing guests that come on our program is if you could, you know, introduce yourself to us. Tell us where you're from, the things you like to do, and then I'm going to ask you some awesome questions. Yes, so um,
1: I was originally born on the um, North Norfolk coast, and if anyone knows the UK, it's somewhere that no one ever goes to because it's just on the edge, and um, there's not much going on there. One it's a farming county, and um, what I do is my husband had a heart bypass when he was 35, and I had three children under the age of five. And I'd watched his um, whole demeanor, attitude, everything change following giving up smoking and drinking two years prior to that. And um, that's when I decided to do something because I really felt stress could be or the outcome of high stress could be prevented. And I started on my journey, which has brought me to where I am today.
0: We live in a world right now, I think. It doesn't even matter where you are in the world; you're stressed. There's so many things going on. We're overwhelmed with so many things that are happening. We, we seem to be pulled in so many directions. Tell me why? Why are we stressed? Like why? What are we looking for? I'm when so pleased that we're you asked that <laughs> because
1: we've always had these major events in our lives. About seven to nine major events. Um, things like bereavement, redundancy, um, teenagers. You know, new baby, we've always had these, but now you've got to factor in people having to be online, choosing to be online, and living glued to their phones. And that actually is why we're so stressed. And I've seen the levels rise in proportion with the amount of time we're on our phones so it really, really, it really kick-started, yeah, it really kick-started 2004 when Facebook went global, and instead of just being on emails in the office, which was what people were saying was causing stress then, but it was very mild in those days, Then people were leaving the office, leaving the emails, and starting on Facebook. And we know what that does to you, you know, if you're comparing yourself with everyone else's so-called perfect lives. So it's mainly about being online. And you also said there's so much going on. Well, turn the clock back 40 years. We didn't know what was going on. But now we're tuned
0: in. You know, and I agree with that. Like we're so overwhelmed with, I think, what's going on and just being able to turn off, you know, the TV and turn off (laughs) all the internet, wouldn't that be great? And I always want to share that because I think a lot of people aren't doing that and they really should and it makes a world of difference. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I
1: pulled the plug out in 95 and in the UK, we pay the government a license. And I wrote to the licensing authorities and I said I felt that the programs were unsuitable for my children and I wanted a refund, and they actually sent me a full refund. <laughs> and so oh, wow. Then the, we, yeah, then we watched, and then we didn't have um, DVDs and streaming, so we just watched videos. And we chose one between us and watched it at a time that suited all of us. And I have to say, I was public enemy number one for a few weeks. But um, my (laughs) eldest daughter, who's now um, in her late 30s, she said to me that it was the best thing I ever
0: did. I love that. Okay, so let's dive into today then. What kind of advice can you give some of these parents then that their kids are glued to their phones, to the TV, to their computers? Because this is a whole new can of worms I think we've been opening up. Yeah, yeah. So
1: it's difficult because there's peer pressure, and the danger time for children, as far as the parents are concerned, is between the age of about 10 and 14. That's when peer pressure is at its strongest. So, you know, parents don't want to alienate themselves um, and cause extra upset. But if they could start with maybe just making a couple of hours available on a Sunday where no one has a phone and start like that, maybe all cooking together or maybe all going for a walk or playing a board game or looking through photographs or something that's not online, you know, having a project and then seeing if they can increase that. Um, I know there are all sorts of um, things they can do with the phone to prevent children from looking at unsuitable things, but I would encourage less in the bedroom where they're unsupervised and more in the mm-hmm. living
0: room. and Maybe going back to those days that you know everybody turns off their phone at dinner time and there's no TV yep. and just having those conversations again. And it's really difficult yeah. because we all get lost in the shuffle of things and there's always um, something that has to be done, but in reality, we don't need to do those things. They can wait. I remember those days that our phone was plugged into the wall, and I tell the stories to the kids, and we had those, um, we call them party lines, because everybody was connected to the one phone line, and you had to know which ringtone was yours in order to yeah. even know when to pick up. But you know, like we got gotta go back to almost the older times when you know we didn't have to be on the phone all the time. We didn't have to be doing that, and you know, I always tell my kids get outside go do something so that you're not glued to the t v
1: yeah 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 those are all such important things, and you know you're lucky if your children are sporty um i'm not i hated sports, and um, only my son is sporty, but um you know if you can if you can do something that they're interested in and join in then that that's mm-hmm. really amazing. You know, going for walks. I mean, at the moment, with spring here in the UK, you know, the birds are building their nests. <laughs> Children don't even know what the names of different birds are anymore, but probably you were yeah. more familiar. You
0: know, It's and, and there's so much they miss, That's a tragedy. I agree with you there. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's definitely something that I would love to have you back on the program to talk more about that kind of stuff. So let's talk about business in regards to stress because a lot of people started, changed their careers or did a lot of changes in the last couple of years, uh, starting to work from home more. Um, so let's, can we talk a little bit about stress and how the symptoms and, you know, maybe some things that we can help these individuals with? Yes. Um, so the main thing
1: um, I think about working from home, if this is at all possible, is to have a designated work area so that it, it doesn't have to be a room if there isn't the space, but a corner that is only for work and um, also quiet. That That is one of the big things. Distractions um, drain our brains. Um, our brains are 2% of our body weight but use 20% of our energy. And every time we have a distraction, it's like the fire alarm goes on to take us away from what we're doing in case the distraction is urgent or important. It's the way we're wired and designed. So if you can just be somewhere that's quiet and in a corner somewhere, set your watch, your timer to work for that amount
0: of time and then take a break. I love that because you feel like when you're at home you need to be working even more than – when you're not at home. So I really, I I like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we're
1: not always productive. One of my favorite books and authors is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey. And he mm -hmm. talks about sharpening the saw, you know, and that the the man cutting the trees gets slower and slower and it's harder and harder. And when a watcher and someone watching says, why don't you stop and sharpen your saw? Because obviously it'll be quicker. He says, no, I don't have the time. And this is what we do, isn't it? We get sucked in to mm-hmm. that vortex of must keep working. When actually, to have a break, to go out and recharge the batteries, to just walk around the block, or you know, just have a glass of water. Um, another thing you can do is walk in a small figure eight, because that way you're loosening the hips, and around the hips is the first place that that the the body registers stress. It's the first bit for fight-flight. It's the, it's the psoas muscle that triggers the thighs getting us ready to run. So if we're getting irritating emails from people, every time we start to um, tighten our muscles unconsciously. So if you can mm-hmm. just walk in a figure eight, you're actually moving your hips backwards and forwards, up and down, and that helps to release these chemicals that cause the tightness in the first place.
0: I love that. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. We don't know about our bodies, do we? We know we know what makes our cars run. Um, <laughs> we, know, we know we know what a good sofa is, but we just don't know about ourselves.
0: No, and it's something that we need to learn more about. You know, we, yeah. on your website, I like looking at this. You know, you said, did you know that stress is the cause of over ninety five percent of all illnesses? And I think that you need to really get that awareness out there.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think it's beginning. You know, um, we we are up against a different view on health um, mm-hmm. because we've we've become used to, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for intervention medicine and drugs. But we're not relying on ourselves and our own healing mechanisms. The minute we start taking something else externally, it's like saying to our own bodies, we don't need you anymore, you can stop working,
0: because we've got this artificial help instead. Isn't that true? It's it's all part of that instant gratification that in society we're getting used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... um,
1: yeah, I belong to um, the Stress Management Society in the UK and they did a survey and they asked people to finish um, this mm-hmm. sentence when they're stressed. What I really need now is, and can you imagine, there were four top answers, you, can you guess what any of them are? No. What I really need now is a the, the drink, um, a coffee, some chocolate or Cake or sweet things, oh. or or a cigarette, and that
0: was even with people really? who don't
1: smoke anymore. <laughs> Isn't
0: that amazing? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, and so one of the things I want to ask you too is that on your website, you and it's beautiful. I really so for any of our listeners, I'm going to be posting Paula's information on her social media and stuff. But on your website, which I really liked, is that you were exploring the symptoms of stress, and then you had Uh, So different stress things and for people to find out more. Let's talk about that because you work a lot with people that have issues with stress, you know, businesses and personal. So can we talk a little bit about that? Because I know it says here that, you know, click here to match with a therapist in minutes. So I'd love to learn more about that. Yes. So
1: that's a questionnaire, very detailed, and it shows what impacts people like sleep, digestive issues, and that sort of thing. And depending on the level, it tells me whether they have the sort of stress that's to be expected and is just almost next to nothing, whether it's, it's medium and it's becoming chronic, but it's reversible, or if it's a score of 15 plus, then they really have to do something about it. And that's when they would speak to me or if it's something I don't do, if someone wanted an aromatherapist Mm -hmm. or another area, that's when I'd put them in. But stress impacts how we communicate um, because when we're stressed, we don't answer fully. We don't listen properly. So there is no area of our lives that stress doesn't impact in
0: some way. Wow. Do you work with people all over the world or do you just work with people in the U.K.? No, I work with them all
1: over the world, and um, I have, where it says um, for you on my website, I have um, an extremely cool voice scan, so people can contact me, and then if they wish to work with me, um, I send a link, and they just talk into their mic on their phone or um, their device for 10 seconds, and it throws up screens, and you can see a picture of the four main screens at the beginning, that shows me if their sleep's impacted, digestion, if the blue screen's stopping sleep, if they need to move around more. It's quite comprehensive. It's based on traditional Chinese medicine, but it's up-to-date algorithms.
0: Isn't that cool? I've never heard of anybody doing that. (laughs) Well it's actually it's
1: actually a UK invention if you like, um, from traditional Chinese medicine, but now the head office uh-huh. is in the States. So the um the owner moved over there about five years ago. Um and um yes, yeah, so we still have one office here in the UK and we have the head office in the US.
0: Oh, I love that. What a neat thing and a great thing to share with all of our listeners today. And you yes. offer workshops also. I want to talk about that. Is, are these like group workshops that anybody can join? Yes, um, sometimes I do public workshops.
1: Usually it's for a company and it's for separate teams. Um, but I do do um, open workshops as well, which I advertise on Eventbrite. I haven't had any for a while, actually, because I've been quite busy, but I'm thinking of doing one again. um, And if I do, obviously, if you'd like me to, I can keep you posted on that, Candace. It's it's the timing that's always a a factor, you know, but I could possibly work it in so that it um, works
0: for you. I think that would be fantastic. And I'd love to share that in our Facebook group, actually, the Changemakers Cafe. Thank you. Well, it would be a great
1: pleasure because, um, you know, when my husband was so ill and I was an interior decorator with, you know, I was really busy, I know what it's like, you know, to be all over the place and to be trying to make your own mark while you still have to keep everyone happy. And I think that's the biggest challenge most married family women or, you know, family working mothers have is that keeping everyone happy you know, and still being true
0: to yourself. You know, what? I'm going to say yes to that. It's something, and I'll I'll be all honest, is that something that I've been dealing with, even in the last little while, it's just overwhelming. You know, there's a lot of stresses in this world, and trying to make sure that you're there for everybody, and sometimes, you know, for myself, I'm lost in the shuffle, and I don't realize that until it's almost too late. You know, I feel like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh my goodness! I better start doing something because I've really noticed a change in myself.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's always like a consolation prize,
0: isn't it? We're never the winner; mm-hmm. we're always the one, the bottom of the queue. Yeah, yeah. We always want to look after everybody, and and so for all the ladies that do listen to us, you know, we really want you to look after yourselves because if you're if you look after yourself first, then everybody else benefits. And that's something I've learned over the years and something I forget about. And I think that's just being human that we forget to, to do that. But if we really try to focus on doing things for ourselves, you know, we definitely make the people around us even happier.
1: Yes. So here's a tip. Every day I do the Franklin planner thing of doing five important um, tasks I have to do the following day. And I score it in terms of priority and then the, the lowest in priority, I cross that out and I put in something for myself and I make that number one so that I've done my thing before I then go on to do the others. And you, usually, oh, no, it's a that. very uh, early morning walk, you know, on my own
0: before mm-hmm. everyone else is up, I love it. That is beautiful. I, You know, what, and I love that tip. One of the things I always ask our listeners and or, sorry, our guests that come on our program is something to give, like, a tip. And I want to take that one because that's a fantastic tip. Do something for yourself before you even start. I know a lot of our guests that have come on here have talked about doing journaling and, and, you know, spending that time, you know, 15, 20 minutes every morning just taking it in and figuring things out before they even touch their phone, before they touch anything. mm mm-hmm. Uh, I find doing
1: that list the night before, when your head is still working in work mode, it's, mm-hmm. for me personally, it's easier to write down the work thing for the following day. And then when I wake up, to put me first. And just to go out, especially now, um, you know, we have such, um, uh, it starts to get light now at about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just so wonderful. I, I don't know what it's like where you are, but, you know, it's just so wonderful to go out for a stroll, um, not to hurry and to just observe what you see. If you can get to a park or a green space or even walk around if, you've, if you're lucky enough to have a garden or sit out on a terrace. I mean, I do, you know, everyone lives in such different environments and so on, but just to have plants close by, to hear the birds, to feel the sun, yes. the breeze, you know. It's about connecting our senses with our natural world, and that's what's so missing these days.
0: And, I, you know, I love that tip that you said to do it the night before, and I bet you that even helps your sleep even better because you're not thinking about all the things that you need to think about tomorrow. Yeah, you've anchored
1: it, you know. It's written down. You, you don't need to think about it again. What, why would you when it's on a piece of paper? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Paula, I have had such a great time. Is there anything else you would love to leave our listeners today?
1: Yes, I would just say um, walking is how we learnt and how our brain likes to work. So if you can walk, that's really powerful. Um, drink more water. Move a bit more. And just have something in front of you at all times, and I wouldn't necessarily make it people, by the way, because they come with the happy memories and the irritating memories. Have (laughs) something that you can look at that always makes you feel good. You've just got to keep yourself feeling good.
0: Thank you so much, Paula. (laughs) I've really enjoyed our conversation today, and I do hope you come back on again soon.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I've loved it, too, and it's been so wonderful to be in touch. And I've got a little feeling this is the start of a very beautiful friendship, Candace. (laughs) I do, too, honestly.
0: I love it. Oh, well, thank you again. And as I said, I'm going to be posting all your information so that our listeners today can go and check you out.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Candace.
0: So I wish everyone a very happy time. Thank you. Huge thank to all of you guys that have been tuning in to the Divas That Care. We thank you so much. We're so grateful for everything that you do. When you like, share, you comment on our programs, it means the world to us. We love it when you're able to collaborate with all of our guests on our program. And one of the things I want to say is please go check out all of our other hosts on the Divas That Care Network. You're going to love those amazing hosts and all of their guests too. So I hope that each and every one of you has a fantastic day. And please, please do something kind.